This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. I used to think time was my enemy. My future wasn't looking good So worried about the things I couldn't see I couldn't see the things I could I was aging fearfully Worrying my life away When all along I should have been Thankful for every day Finally made a friend of time you could say that I'm aging gratefully, mm, aging gratefully. Live from the rolling hills of the beautiful Tennessee Valley, from the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains, across this amazing nation and spanning the universe, you're listening to Aging Gratefully. I'm your host, gerontologist Holly Kelly, bringing you exceptional guests and novel information to ensure you age great, live full, and embrace each extraordinary day for the incredible gift it is. Welcome, everyone, to the Aging Gratefully show. We broadcast every Friday on the CTR network at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And welcome, Aging Gratefully listeners around the world, so happy you're tuning into another Power Hour of Enlightenment. Welcome listeners far and wide from sea to shining sea. And wow, have you been listening and downloading episodes of the show and sharing them with your friends and family. Thank you so much, my beautiful aging rebels. And how many of you, I have to ask, have downloaded our show's theme song, Aging Gratefully by the talented singer, songwriter, musician, Jim Beloff. You know, you can find that in his album, Dreams I Left in Pockets. It's on Amazon Music and iTunes. And it's just a wonderful song to enjoy every single day of the week, not just when you're listening to our show. And it just contains such an incredible message. It's a beautiful song. I'd love for you to uh, give Jim some Aging Gratefully love and go download his wonderful song. So we have welcomed some amazing guests so far this year, and my goodness, the topics never cease to amaze. And so many of you must be gearing up for summer vacations or working your bucket list because you've been asking for more shows themed around that, you know, paper stuff that makes some of your awesome dreams possible. You've shared that you feel you could definitely age more gratefully and gracefully if you had more money to help you with that pursuit. Well, I get it. Vacations, travel, doing, living, none of it's free. And even free stuff often costs us in travel and food and more. In other words, the financial meter of life is always running. While we're away enjoying a home away experience, the meter at home, well, it's still running too. We're paying for things we're not even enjoying some of the time. The electric is on, the water heater is heating, the mortgage is still accruing interest. The list goes on and on. Let's face it, life, it's expensive. And it's the same for everyone. 
The only difference may simply be how many extra digits in that number we're talking about. But it takes me back to the age-old question, does money buy happiness? Well, what do you think? If you had to choose, do you want money or happiness? Well, we're not answering that ridiculous question because, of course, all of us aging rebels want it all. We want money and happiness to live enriching and abundant lives so we can all strive towards aging gratefully. But what if aging gratefully is what makes us rich? What if all the attributes that allow us to age gratefully, gratitude, appreciation, compassion, love, thoughtfulness, passion, purpose, serve as a gateway to financial comforts? Would everyone be on board to embracing all the practices of aging gratefully then? I hope you embrace them because they make your life rich. But also, if they lead to wealth, I'd venture to say we're all in. More money flowing into our lives would definitely be appreciated, right? And it's not just for us. It's for other things, including family and kids. I love the quote by J. Paul Getty. Money isn't everything, but it keeps you in touch with your kids. Relate. I talk about money in my book, Sunrises and Sunsets, Final Affairs Forged with Flair, Finesse, and Functionality, because in my book, we're working to move all of life's burdens out of the way to create a peaceful and fulfilling present. And I ask readers if money feels like one of their obstacles, a barrier from harmony and happiness, but I also remind that money can do a lot, but there's also so much it can't do. Things like cure a chronic illness, while money can buy health insurance and pay for the best of care, it can't actually miraculously heal. And other things like cure depression or brokenness, with these things, money can perhaps bring momentary spurts of joy, but not cure the root cause. That work is on us. And that is why in my book I focus on money's role in our lives because everyone deserves to live with peace, joy, and bright, vibrant passion, money or no money. But I venture to say, if it does one day rain money, we'll all be dancing in those puddles of currency and turning our umbrellas upside down to capture as much as we can. Because after all, while money doesn't solve all problems, as we've alluded, it can solve your money problems. Which brings us to this week's Aging Gratefully Alphabet Soup for the Psyche and show dedication all wrapped up into one to the word poor. Quote, when you have too much month at the end of your money. Okay, but we'll counter that quote with this one. You are not rich until you have something money can't buy. Well, we all have that. So I guess really we're all rich. Let's get ready for a fabulous show. Today, I'm going to bring you a very sought after special guest, America's leading Kabbalist based life coach and spiritual advisor. And he's going to reveal the powerful life strategies he has used to guide billionaires celebrities, and everyday folks to a life of success and happiness. When people like Madonna, Roseanne, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, um, Demi Moore, uh, so many more were at the crossroads in their lives or wanted to find more meaning, 
purpose or direction, they turned to Eliyahu Gion with a new nonprofit organization that offers the previously secret wisdom of the Kabbalah and other spiritual disciplines free to anyone who wants to achieve greater success, happiness, and purpose. And a new book, he is back in the public spotlight through the organization Vital Transformation and his book, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. Eliyahu is once again popularizing the profound life wisdom of the Kabbalah in a way that can help people transform their lives to find meaning and joy. Eliyahu says there are many millionaires and billionaires, but few are fulfilled. Few live the ultimate billionaire lifestyle. My aim with this book is to give you the tools for psychological, physical, and spiritual transformation. These tools, in turn, will enable you to lead a billionaire lifestyle, one in which all your soul's desires are met. You will become happy. By this definition, being a billionaire is not just about money. It is a metaphor for living a meaningful, spiritually fulfilling, and happy life that, in turn, removes the barriers from allowing the creator to bring you whatever you desire in life, whether it is money or other rewards. It is with great pleasure to welcome you, Eliyahu Gion, to the Aging Gratefully Show. So happy that you're here, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasant to be with you. Thank you. Oh, well, just so happy to have you, too. And, I mean, your work and studies all that you have done. You're a cultivator of true inner happiness, no doubt about it. And um, just so fascinating uh, to read more about your work. I love the book, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. But your work, the essence of it seems to focus on clarity. And in fact, you pose the words, there's a very big difference between knowing the future and changing the future. And so... Uh, I wonder if you could elaborate a little bit on that and tell us uh, what led you to do this book, um, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. I mean, the, the purpose of the book or the reason I wrote the book is I believe that all of us have power to do whatever we would like to do with our life and happiness, as you mentioned, uh, to be happy as much as we want. It's all within and the purpose of the book is to rediscover that part. We need to rediscover it's there. We don't need to create something new. In fact, I mean, the word discover comes from the word removing the cover. There is a cover that cover your happiness, cover your, even your money, even your, your power. It's all already there. So all what you got to do is to go there and slowly, slowly discover yourself. So first, for your, for your last question is, the first thing is why I wrote the book is give people a chance to make sure that their life truly can become better in both area, finance, money-wise, and also uh, feeling good about themselves. And as you mentioned in your show, aging gratefully, you know, so to, to understand that whole concept of life is you got to be happy while you're doing what, what you're doing. And sometimes you're not going to get everything you want, uh, but you you definitely, definitely will be happy while you are getting there. Now, to answer your first question, knowing or changing, you know, there is 
many people have psychic ability and great intuition and they know the future. They know, they know, they know. It's like reading the paper of tomorrow. They help. I mean, it's nice, but what are they doing about it? What are you doing about it? If a person wants to reach a self-discovery and truly discover who you really are and get to be who you really are, you got to do some change based on what you know and sometimes based on what you don't know. Before you're riding a bicycle, you don't know how to ride the bicycle. Then you know how to ride a bicycle. Then you just ride the bicycle. You don't even think about it. The same with swimming, the same with everything. You got to take some action. You got to take some risk. You got to move on with life regardless of how much you know and how much you don't know. So the difference between clarity that I mentioned, I mean, the reward of spirituality is clarity. And once you have clarity about what's coming, don't just sit there, do something. If the weathermen say there's rain coming, just take the, the, the umbrella and go out. I mean, just don't sit there and say, wow, I knew it that the rain is coming. Wow, what, a, what an amazing psychic. What is that out you? You want to be happy, you got to do something about being happy. I hope I answered your question and I didn't go too much around. No, and you know, I think it's there's so much to uh, expand on there because you used uh, the situation of when we were young, you know, we rode the bike and then later on in life, we don't even think about it. It's practically a lifelong skill. But what we forget is how many scraped knees, how many times did that bike land on the ground and us with it? And that is part of the journey is to put ourselves in situations and we're going to fall and we're going to miss. And it's not always going to be perfect, but just like riding the bike, that's not what we focus on. Now we just get to enjoy riding the bike and, and we forget what it took to get there and the learning curve exactly. that we had with that. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're talking about happiness and the saying, I guess there's a lot of truth to that. Happiness is an inside job, particularly when you talk about, you know, the blankets that are, you know, kind of the veil that can keep so many people from seeking and, and discovering their inner happiness. And it surprises me, actually, because... And I was just actually reading an article about this today. There's so many incredibly famous, extremely affluent, revered, iconic individuals that are very, very wealthy, unhappy people. And I just, I'm wondering if you can share with us what goes wrong. I think, I mean, the best example uh, if I may say, and I don't want to sound judgmental or analytical brain, because it's individual to each person, but the, I can give an example. Try to imagine that you built something on your own. You did a great job. And people respect you for what you built. They don't respect you for who you are. Which means if you're born gorgeously beautiful or smart, or you achieve billion dollar, or you are somebody, then people start to respect what you have but they don't want to know you. They want to they want to have what you have, or they want to know how they can have what you have. And then you start, if you're smart, and those people are usually famous and rich, usually, you know, there's something going on in their brain. They're smart. And they realize that, whoa, what's going on with my life? I have it all. I'm famous. I'm rich. And nobody want to know who I am. Everybody want to know what I have and how to do it. And on that part, you feel something which is 
I think this is the worst thing that can happen to human being. You feel lonely. And when you feel lonely, you start becoming sad because all the people that are going around you, almost like mosquito or fly, you know, they don't want to care about you. They want to take what you have. And that feeling, my friend, ah, it's, it's, it's annoying. It's sad. And, and it can happen to, to, to all of us. So because happiness is something that you work from within. I mean, you can have a house, but it doesn't mean you have a home. You know, to have a home, that's really what it's all about. Many people buying a nice building with 11 bedroom, unbelievable. Okay, you have yard, you have beautiful, everything is perfect. But do you feel good there? Do you feel a home? Do you feel something make you happy there? Or you just buy it because you have some issue from childhood, psychological issue from the way you grew up with your rejection or abandonment, or you need approval to prove society that you are important by showing them 11 bedroom house. Depends where you come from. If you come from the place of luck, if you come from a place of happiness, then that house will not fill up that void that <laughs> is internal void. I, I, it cannot help you. Doesn't matter if you have the private jet. Doesn't matter if your name is on the news as the best thing ever happened to our country, it's not gonna help you because you're still running with that void and try to fill it up with physical things. I don't know who gave people the impression that physical things make you feel happy. You can buy things that make you happy, but it doesn't mean you'll be happy. Happiness is more like a, a fulfillment. It's more like a feeling where external fulfillment is just make you safe and, and make you feel that tomorrow will be okay. So the, the nature of happiness and the reason I, I, I call the book The Laughing Billionaire is truly to, to make people understand that sometimes you work all your life on making money and you're miserable. And when you make it, you're still miserable, but you are miserable with money. You, you want to shake off this misery thing, misery or victim.com, whatever you want to call it. You got to shake it off. Enough with that. I want to be happy while I'm making it, whatever I make it or not. And then as you go to the next level, you know, you become famous and rich. It's still good. It's not a problem because the money or the private jet or the fancy car or the crowd that say like on your Instagram page, that's not what's going to fulfill you. That's kind of nice. Why not? I, I like it when it happened, but it cannot be a need, almost like an addiction. I hope I make my point clear there. Well, yes, because that 11-bedroom house that you referred to is simply real estate. It doesn't come stocked with love. Uh, and the, that is the component, that is the special ingredient that we, the buyer, are to bring into that house, thus converting it into now a home. Uh, filled with love. And yes. so I, yeah, absolutely. Um, what is it like being a spiritual and life coach to the stars and some of the most wealthy people in the world? I mean, they're taking you into um, their sacred, their innermost sacred circle of confidants, uh, for one thing, to uh, seek your guidance and your help. It's, it's very, very much rewarding. Uh, the reason it's rewarding because, um, uh, being a small, small me <laughs> going into a life of uh, rich and famous uh, and being able to affect their life to the next level 
because they don't need me to teach them how to make money, how to be famous. They already have it. So they want me, let's say, to make the relationship better, the relationship to the children, family, uh, even keep their money the way it is. Some people make one billion, but they're afraid to lose it. So how can I keep the money to stay in my domain uh, or people who are already famous and how staying famous? That's that's the name of the game. So it's very much uh, um, rewarding uh, when you see people getting to a true happiness. Uh, it's so much fun, as you call it, like you, you, you're laughing together, you enjoy together the tears of pain turning into a tear of joy. And that's what it's all about. No longer the challenges of their life that seem so bad and such a big challenge, all of a sudden turning into really not, not a big deal. And that's very much rewarding. You're going home, you go to your bed and say, wow, I was able today to guide somebody, someone to a place where they define their own answer because it's all about the person making it. I'm not making it for them. You know, it's 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 a it's about making sure that they get it. And when they when they get it, they're having fun with it. And then you receive a phone call, say, Aliyah, you have no idea. You know, my life is changing, is absolutely changing. And I always, of course, compliment them on their exercise on what they do on reading my, my book or going on my nonprofit and study the lecture with everybody else. It's wonderful. It's a rewarding, it's so positive for me as a giver, for them as the receiver. Everybody gotta be happy. You know, I, I don't believe that if I help a person or guide a person, they are uh, the only one who are happy. I'm happy too. A parents give a gift for his child. Both sides are happy. Because the parents are happy for helping the kid. The kids are happy. The parents are helping them. What could be better than that? Giving and receiving. So beautiful. And thank you for that question. Oh, you're very welcome. I mean, I, I imagine that it is so incredibly meaningful to be part of that transformation. You've worked with um, iconic stars like Madonna, Roseanne, uh, Ashton Kutcher, uh, Demi Moore, um, Guy Ritchie. I mean, so many uh, that have wanted your guidance to, you know, deeply dive into the wisdom of the Jewish mystical cosmology. I mean, it's really amazing that you've had these opportunities. And I think a lot of people want to know, people that have uh, that type of money, billionaires, um, are they different? <laughs> Uh, people with money are first the people. Let's start. <laughs> let's start with that. Uh, we are talking about regular people, but mm -hmm. if there is one thing we can learn from them, I remember that I was flying with uh, uh, one of my clients in his jet, and he asked me to go with him to uh, to a lot of meetings. And in one point, I looked at him and said to him, "Tell me something. If I will need to give one advice." Uh, to people about money-making, what would you say? And he looked at me and said to me, Aliyah, it's very simple. I said, what is it? He said, assume nothing. I said, what? He said, assume nothing. He said, you want to tell me? <laughs> That's all what you're going to tell me? I said, yes, let me explain. And he said, Aliyah, the way life goes is like that. 
if you're waiting for a knocking on the door and you assume it's happening, it's not. Assume nothing going to happen until you are the one who are going to get out of the, your house, your room, your office, knock on somebody else's door. You got to assume that nothing's going to happen without you doing something about it. And I have to tell you, when he told me that kind of piece of information, it was actually a few days after 9-11, and it was a very rough time uh, for all of us. And we were sitting together, crying together, and talk to each other, open the heart. And when he told me that, it's and I shared with a lot of people who try to make it in business, it helped them a lot. Assume nothing can be done until you make it happen. The second, another billionaire advice that I was sitting with him and I was watching what he's doing, some billionaire has that idea that they become uh, professional to one idea. They don't spread themselves thin. They go only one area and they go all the way with that. It might be seen on the out, for the outside person as an OC a little bit, and maybe it is, like obsessive compulsive, you know, because they eat the same breakfast for 30 years, the same place where they eat lunch, everything is the same. And that's why they become a master in that area of, of money for themselves, you know? And that's, it doesn't mean that they become successful after that in the area of family life, relationship to the kids, to the wife. And that's where I come in, you know, if they're, after they make the money, sometimes you disconnect from people, you disconnect from your children, you disconnect from uh, a lot of other things. Like I wrote in my book, The Laughing Billionaire, in chapter, the second chapter, about forgiving. One of the hardest things to do for humanity is to forgive. And if you can't forgive, you're not ready to move on to successful life. You're not ready to move on to a happy life. Everybody want to be right. You want to be right, you can't be happy. Stop with the need to be right, you know? Life is beautiful, let it go, let it go. If you mm. want this hot hot air balloon to fly, let it go, let go of those sack of sands and just drop them down, otherwise you stay on the ground. You gotta let it go a little bit and then you will see you flying again. Wow, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> I think that's such great advice to let it go. And so many people get strapped and anchored uh, it by unable to uh, forgive another individual. And they're carrying that. I talk about that myself about, you know, that is like carrying so much luggage on your back throughout life. And uh, it's really dragging you down, even if you think it isn't. So very important point. I was hoping we could take a commercial break. And when we get back, I wonder if you could share with listeners uh, what they should know about what's happening, the most important thing happening in 2020. Would you be willing to do that? Okay, we can do it like astrologer, astrological more. Okay, okay. we can do that. All right, we can do that. wonderful. No Thank you for listening to Aging Gratefully. Remember, we are more than a podcast. We are a weekly global broadcast airing every Friday on the CTR Network at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you enjoy our messages of positive aging, life inspirations, please leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to. We really appreciate those. Thank you, listeners who write in about the shows. Love hearing how the show has improved your living and aging journey. What episodes really helped you, touched or inspired you? Grateful for each of you out there. And it is you, the listener, and my awesome guests that make this show the success it is. I'm so heartwarmed that Aging Gratefully has been recognized 
as the uh, top ranking show on aging that you should listen and subscribe to. We made the top 15 coming in at number six on the entire planet. So excited about that. And I'm excited for the opportunity to grow and learn with all of you each week together. Today, we are blessed to be with Eliyahu Gion, author of The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. You can learn more about him. Visit him at www.vitaltransformation.org. Perfect website for his work. I'm your host, gerontologist Holly Kelly, and we'll be back right after these messages. I'm Dr. Gordon Pedersen. Aging Gratefully was a very wonderful show before I ever got here, and it's even more magnificent now that I've been a part of one show. I enjoyed being interviewed by Holly. She did her homework better than anybody else has, and she communicated in such simple, understandable format that everybody knew more than I even expected when I was brought into the show. After my introduction, I already had a willingly acceptable uh, clientele of people that wanted to hear about what I had to say. So I got to stand on her shoulders and she made me even better than I could have possibly been. I recommend her show. I recommend it regularly. And if you're going to be a guest, absolutely be prepared. She's going to ask the right questions in the right way to make you look better, sound better, and for the benefit of everybody listening, uh, I give her a 10 out of 10. I'm Dr. Gordon Pedersen. I'm at www.mydoctorsuggests.com. Thank you. Thanks. The Ladder Life Planning Institute is the ultimate guidance for life's inevitable destiny and your path to passionate aging and inspirational advanced care planning. LLPI offers tools that educate, inspire, and enlighten. Live vibrantly, plan thoughtfully, age dynamically. Visit LLPI for business and individual consulting services. Professional and keynote speaking, books, workshops, education, webinars, and resources. LLPI is here to transform your ladder life living today. Visit them at LadderLifePlanningInstitute.com. Live extraordinary, age dynamically. Visit LadderLifePlanningInstitute.com. Hi, I'm Joanne at JoJo Diamonds from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I love to age gratefully every Friday with gerontologist Holly Kelly right here on the Aging Gratefully radio show. Be sure and tune in. You won't be disappointed. Sunrises and Sunsets. Final Affairs Forged with Flair, Finesse, and Functionality is a delightful book for every adult of any age and any stage. This multi-award winning book written by gerontologist Holly Kelly is a soul-soothing journey and novel approach to completing your personal affairs and advanced care planning. Readers are calling it transformative, life-changing, and fun. Prepare lovingly, plan thoughtfully, live dynamically. Available on Amazon and most bookstores. Author autographed copies are available at sunrisesandsunsetsbook.com where you can subscribe, register for a workshop, and more.
Hi, I'm actor Chris Toomey from Nashville, Tennessee. I hope you're enjoying today's show as much as I am. Be sure to listen weekly, and if you miss a live broadcast, you become a loyal subscriber like me. Just visit iTunes or anywhere, including Holly's host page at ctrnetwork.com forward slash Holly Kelly. You can share, subscribe, and listen to all the shows. And how do I age gratefully? Of course, by maintaining a healthy lifestyle and listening to Aging Gratefully with the wonderful, the fabulous, the ever so awesomely awesome gerontologist, Holly Kelly. Thank you so much, listeners, for that. And all those who are tuning in from around the United States, our nation of broadcast, France, Italy, Great Britain, New Zealand, Morocco, Spain, Australia, Germany. I mean, so many places. We'd have a whole show just talking about all the people listening uh, from around this glorious globe to the show. So I can't mention all of you, but I'm so grateful uh, for how our message has such widespread reach. And I'm heartwarmed that so many people around the world, regardless of our differences, we share the desire to age gratefully and grow in life-enhancing and positive directions. That is how we unite. And I'm just so grateful for that. So many ways to listen to the show. Oh, my goodness. So you guys are using Amazon Alexa. Um iTunes, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Play, Podbean, Podcast Addict, too many to mention, but um, definitely thank you for uh, listening until your heart's content that you are doing. What a great show today. We're here with Eliyahu Gion, author of The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. Are you loving this conversation as much as I am? I know you are. Please visit him at www.vitaltransformation.com. Dot org. So before we went to break, Eliyahu was going to uh, talk about what is the most important thing everyone should know about what is happening in 2020. All right. So what is that? Okay. So, I mean, we're talking about the very powerful year uh, where the self-discovery of the individual in this year uh, will be forced on you. Meaning what? Meaning uh, this year will shake you a little bit. I mean, talking from astrological point of view to those of you who believe in astrology, we are right now in Mercury's and retrograde right now for the next three weeks till uh, uh, mid-March, March 10, but also March 15. That's with communication to do with people who are close to you, wife, husband, family, friend. You got to fix the relationship with them because what's coming in June will be a little bit uh, more intense. So if you fix it now, June will be pleasant. If you don't, then expect June to be a little bit tough on you from a point of communication and relationship. Okay, so this is first thing that I want to tell you because uh, those of you who work with me or listen to the show here uh, understand that for me, relationship is the number one thing. Love the neighbors, thyself, you got to get closer. Then, the second thing is we know that Saturn is playing right now. Saturn is called the father or the planet that basically uh, educate us or some people believe it punishing us. It's right now it's jumping between Capricorn soon to be in Aquarius in and out June again. Now, remember, Capricorn has to do with if you are Capricorn, of course, you're going to the last two years a little bit, a lot of clarity, a lot of difficulty. Uh, changing of life, reevaluation of your 
spouse and people around you in your business. And I'm, I'm sorry if it's going tough for you, but you, you got to be ready for a change that's happening after June, if you are Capricorn. If you're rising Capricorn, moon and Capricorn, be ready for some serious change after June. But for all of us, the rest of the people who are not Capricorn, a Capricorn represent money, represent business. We are going to experience a lot of change at the money area. Now, the one who will take initiative to do things before they're ready will be a lot of great result. The one who stay and watch TV and try to understand what's happening and have some clarity, I'm sorry to tell you this year will not be so friendly with you. You got to do some jump. You got to do some silly thing or whatever seemed to be silly so you can discover something which is available. But you could not find out until you make yourself a little bit, not too much, out of the box. And feel free to reach out to me so I can guide you, consult you, making sure that you're doing the right thing with the right amount of risk. But this year is so rewarding for the people who are willing to go a little bit against the comfort zone so they can go to the next level. Uh, if you want, you can go on Vital Transformation where I teach every week and you can listen to the message of the weekly message. Now, from the point of personal point of view, happiness and not just money, uh, this year need reading, need study. You got to study. You got to go online and study. You got to get a book and study. You got to do something with your education. It's the year that we we basically growing into a place that we are initiating. Everything is about initiation. Go study something new. You're not in the mood to be spiritual. You're not in the mood to study something that people educate you. Go study how to cook, a, I don't know, a new dinner, new breakfast, something. Anything is good. You want to do gardening. Go study about mm, roses. Study. It's the year that you got to do it on your own, fly because the sky is the first limit. And after this, you have the star. And after this, you have endless amount of abundance that coming this year. But it's only, I'm sorry, only for the people who are willing to jump in before they're ready. If you're waiting to be ready, I'm sorry, this year is no. You have to wait for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's excellent advice. And I do, you know, I saw the year 2020 um, as, you know, this incredible year 2020, of course, a meaning perfect vision. And um, I, I see it, you know, you can have good vision, but still not quote see. Um, so I felt that this is an incredible year for clarity. Thank you for uh, sharing all of that with us. You know, you are full of so much wisdom. And I'm wondering how it all began. What led you um, to this particular area of work? Mm, wow, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it started when when I was young. I was uh, it's in the book as well. I was very sick. I had pneumonia, and I lost uh, basically. I was about seven years old in a hospital a lot, in and out. My mom take me, and I didn't know that my grandfather was dealing with some of the thing which is unknown to me. I mean, you could call it mystical if you want. And, or power. And I saw that he performed something there that make me feel better. 
if you ask me if I understood what he did, I had no idea what he's doing. I didn't believe in it <laughs> at the time. I'm very skeptic. I, I, I'm, like for, I'm not from Missouri, but I need to see to believe, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was difficult to believe. But with the time, I was blessed. I was so blessed to meet the right people to tell me, give a chance to, to yourself to believe before you see. And maybe when you will believe, you will see. And when I started hearing that advice, starting from my mom and starting from other people I met, that guided me into start reading more about spirituality, about mystical power, about different things. And I find myself in a place, I remember my years after that, my first lecture about, uh, that I wrote, I wrote a lecture for somebody else as a public speaker. And I wrote a lecture for him. He asked me to write for him a lecture about mystical and spirituality. And in the end, uh, his group came to me and said to me, Elia, it's a very difficult subject. What would you think if you were given? He said, me giving a lecture? I'm not into public speaking business. I'm a writer. I'm, I'm writing. I'm, I'm a coach. That's it. I'm not going to stand in front of a crowd. It's not for me. It's not, it's not, English is not my first language. That's the answer I gave them. Look at you now. Look at you now. It's funny. (laughs) And it was New York. I remember it was a Lexington and 51st Street. And the the name of the hotel keeps changing the name. And I'm there and there is a TV and radio. Come to listen. And I get the... And all of a sudden, I find myself start advising people. And I'm trying to tell them, listen, guys, I'm just a writer. So can you please stop calling? That's not what I want to do with my life. And that's how life guided you. Sometimes you choose one thing. And life guides you on a different direction, which I'm very happy. I was open because sometimes I can be stubborn. So <laughs> I'm very open. I wasn't stubborn about it. I was, but I wasn't that bad. Because I was open and I overcome my fear that I have. Because once you overcome your fear, your insecurity, there is so much more out there. And, and, and the name of your show, I love the name of the show, Aging Gratefully or Gracefully, as you say. You know, because it's it's the idea that we're born and most probably person will die. So between that, that's called life. And whatever you make with your life, that's what it is. And if you are willing, if you are willing to take some risk, not too much, but a little bit, you don't have to jump from an airplane, but you have to initiate a conversation with a person that you go to shop, I don't know, uh, some avocado or some, some coffee. Say hello, how are you? You know, and have a conversation. And if you are afraid of doing it, then you're doing it, you already rediscover yourself. You're already on, on a journey to do well. So after that, it was just a matter of time before I started meeting uh, different people. It's not just rich and famous, it's all the regular people. I mean, uh, like me and you, like average people that are wonderful. You know, because in the end of the day, we are all people. And that's that's really what it's all about. Uh, one of my jobs that I did, I volunteered in a rehab in, in Florida, many of them. And that woke me up to see a different aspect of life. Uh, I was looking at life more from a spiritual point of view. And it helped me to see the mental point of view, working with a lot of psychiatrists, psychologists. And it was very rewarding to be able to help children and adults to overcome the inner demon 
And that was such a pleasant, you know, going there at night, doesn't matter what time it is, 9.30 at night, and, and they're putting <laughs> fire in the middle of the street and all, all those people coming out to listen to me. We're speaking with a microphone, and they listen and motivating them. And then to see them after that, overcoming it and opening their own business. Wow, is that rewarding? Of course it is. It's way more than money. It's, it, that's, that's, that's aging process, aging properly. When you mm -hmm. are looking and say, wow, I, I, I can't believe this wasn't a big deal. And it, it is a big deal. <laughs> and, yes. uh, so, so I know I answer it from all over the place a little bit. Like, well, no, oh, I mean, and you yeah. have, you summarize aging gratefully is aging great yeah. and full in the spirit of gratitude. And there's so much gratitude I can tell in the work that you do. So you have invited us um, to initiation to grow our knowledge, to learn new things this year. And I actually had to look up Mercury, uh, Mercury retrograde. I actually did that yesterday, ironically, um, because I saw an article on it and I wanted to learn more about it, which you definitely enlightened us. Um, but something else I want to know more about, your primary teachings are based in, in Kabbalah and uh, what is that for our listeners and myself, and why does that matter? Well, I mean, um, again, there is two things going on. There is Aliyah Jian, as me, aliyahjian.com. That's my web for people who want the coaching, the business, and everything else. And then there is the part which is open freely. It's free web. Everybody can go online. It's the only uh, web that teach Kabbalah for free and spirituality for free and coaching and everything there that people can go online and it's live and some, and there is a recording of 400 hours of spirituality. And what Kabbalah? Well, if we look at the history, I mean, it's, it's, it's a history. It's something that you have to believe or don't believe. It really doesn't matter because I believe in the end of the day, the proof is in the pudding, which even if it's worked for you, then it's good. Mm -hmm. uh, the, it, the Bible telling us that it was two people, Adam and Eve, they represent the first human being. If they are the first human being, we want to know what happened to our DNA, where we came from. And it seemed like the story is telling that they were kicked out of the Garden of Eden because of the seed, because of the serpent, because of the snake, because of the apple, for all kinds of reasons. I'm not going to the details. And on the way out, they were getting a book. Some say it was called the Book of Formation. Some say it was the Book of the Angels. Some say it was the Book of the Zohar. Everybody give it a different name. It doesn't matter what it is, but they were giving it information how to be able to go back to that garden. That information, the general concept of that information called the Wisdom of Kabbalah. Or in different language, 500 years ago, they call it Tree of Life. So mm -hmm. it's basically a way, information, knowledge, that we can go back to awareness of consciousness that we can be in the Garden of Eden. That's why, as me, as my wife, we choose to give away vitaltransformation.org as a web for people who want to study this knowledge to give a chance. I didn't have that chance that I can go just online for free and study so many hours of information and knowledge and turn it into a practical thing that enriched my life to age gratefully and gracefully, you know, that that life could be better because there is information out there, there is knowledge out there. All what you gotta do is just come on, just go ahead 
study, make sure that this year, you know, from now, next 12 months till February 2021, make an effort that you're going to study. So if you have a choice, if to watch a movie, which is good, it's good to relax a little bit, watch a movie or some show, but sometimes you got to invest in yourself. And that's what that specific wisdom called Kabbalah or spirituality is all about. It's giving you a key, a chance to go back to who you are. Because the Garden of Eden is internally, it's inside of you. But you cannot, I don't want to say cannot, it sounds very judgmental, but it's very difficult maybe to find this Garden of Eden. Of Eden uh, and it's very difficult to find where the key is to go back. The Kabbalists the, the thousands of years ago, whatever they were, Jewish Kabbalists or Christian Kabbalists or Muslim Kabbalists, Kabbalists is not a religion, it's just a, uh, a way of life that help you to go back and, and, and study more in a way that you can make it. So I, I teach a vital, simple, very simple lecture and soon to be released more simple lecture, it's coming soon, and very deep lecture. If you go online, please do not stop with a deep lecture. I know that your curiosity will take you there, but I want you to go step by step, and then you will see, again, in six months' time, even less, three months' time, a change will happen in your life because you will have a better understanding of why things are happening. So, yes, lot, lots of teachings there, and I do invite people um, to visit that at vitaltransformation.org. But for uh, your personal coaching and guidance, um, they could also visit www.eliyahujian.com. Is that correct? That's perfectly correct, eliyahujian.com, yes. Okay, all right, so we're winding down. We need more time with you, but the show is winding down ever so quickly, and it's been such an intriguing and engaging, um, interesting, fun conversation. But I want to know, what is it like having you as a personal coach? What is having me as a personal coach first? Uh, and the first thing is, are you ready to have me as a personal coach? Because... Uh, whoever work with me normally, you know, we put things on the table and we say, okay, where do you want to be next year? Where do you want to be? How happy you want to be? How much money you want to have? Uh, I don't know how slim you want to look, how famous you want to be. We are talking about the all nine yard. You know, we want to make sure that you achieving that goal that you set up for yourself with your inner ability. So, Sometimes people come to see me to fix the external, which is possible, no problem. I like to work on both together, internal and external. So just sitting with the people, being positive, being with gratitude, with appreciation, um, with setting up some goals. I call it the imaginable goal and the doable goal. Every person have a doable goal, everything that you can do. And then we focus on the imaginable goal, meaning something that you dream of, but you have a difficult time to believe you can make it. So this is, this is how I work with people in the, in the short version. And so what do people feel about um, what's more important, happiness or wealth? What has been your experience in that area? Depends. I mean, if the person is, let's say, 24 years old and 25 and no money, so they believe once they have the money, they get the American dream, the right car, the right thing, the right thing, and all this and that. And then 
they come to city for money. So we have to divide the time. I tried to tell them, listen, let's build it 50-50. And sometimes said, no, well, yeah, we need to make money and we need to make it right now. And I usually advise them, I say, listen, if we're going to make the money right now, we're going to lose a little bit of the inner self. So why don't we keep it at least 70-30? 70 making the money and 30 take care of your inner self. Some other people who already make the money who come to see me, they come to see me just to be happy. How can we achieve happiness? Usually they come with a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, and I understand them because they make it. They are somebody, but they are not, they can't find the simplicity of life. And sometimes they will tell me, we sit in a restaurant and say, look at that person. They can just be happy and smile. And with all my money, I cannot even put a smile on my face. And it's very sad to, to hear them. So my job I, with them is, is to go for it and make sure the inner self become better. I call that a life hijacking, that when you have everything and yet life itself, you know, no longer really holds passion and meaning and vibrancy. Um, wondering, uh, second to last question of the show, and that is, uh, how, how do you want people to use your book, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy? It's a very important question. First, do not, <laughs> I start with don't. Please don't read it too fast. Read one chapter at a time. Make sure that in the end of every chapter, you have what we call commitment note. I commit to. You have to make some commitment before you go to the next chapter. Otherwise, it's just more information into your brain. And you know what happened with information that just disappeared. We want to turn the information into knowledge, knowledge into practicality. For that reason, you got to make sure that you commit for different things after each chapter. When you're going to see the book, you're going to see that there is commitment note that you have to put there. That's how I want people to use the book. Well, I just want to thank you so much for all of thank this you. work that you've created and your wisdom. And we want to know how you age gratefully. You want to hear how I am age gratefully? Thank you. Yes. Is, uh -huh. That's the best. That's the best question. Uh, I believe age gratefully and with grace. I mean, Appreciation and gratitude um, is the source of happiness. We already have a lot of great things around us, but we don't stop to appreciate. I mean, I am married to, I believe, my soulmate. That's my belief system. I'm married to an angel. You know, sometimes I tell my wife, I look at her and I said to her, are you sure, you know, <laughs> this is me. You still stay with me, with my writing, with my creative mind and all this and that, you know. And I'm very blessed, you know, I'm very blessed. So in my prayer in the morning, I say, God, please help me to show more gratitude, to speak with more gratitude, that I want her to know how much I appreciate it. And I, I wish she would be here, she hear me. You know, it's very important to gratitude, to age, I mean, gratitude. Second thing I do is to forgive. You know, uh, I don't know how many of you went through some disappointment, I did. I have a lot of holes in my back, a lot of stabbing, a lot of issue, but it doesn't matter. You got to move on because if I'm going to look back and I start blaming, the blaming.com game doesn't work, my friend. doesn't work. It doesn't make you age gratefully. <laughs> Travel, have fun. You don't have to go to fancy hotel. Just, just walk. Just go around. Life continue to be great. And yes, if you have a sour face, they're not going to give you the business deal. They're not. Just because the smile not belong to you. The smile belong to the public. 
your face, as much as you're taking care of your face, people see your face. So to look with a smile is actually you are gen- it's your generosity to the to the global community. You smile to them, you make them happy, then people feel better. A lot of people think I don't want to smile because I don't feel good. It's not for you, it's for people. So again, it's forgiving, it's sharing, it's gratitude. That's how I age gratefully. It's those well, three you. things is so important. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing those. And uh, we so appreciate the work that you do, Eliyahu Gian. Um, You touch the lives of thousands of people every day. And I do invite my listeners to visit your website for free online classes. They're devoted to helping people find their purpose in life and be their best. You can visit him at eliyahugian.com or visit vitaltransformation.org. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You've been listening to Aging Gratefully. I'm your host, gerontologist Holly Kelly. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you've enjoyed our message, I invite you to subscribe and share it with others. May you remember to never act your age and that age is just a number. And may you enjoy and embrace the coming week in the spirit of gratitude. Until we meet again, here's to living your best life now. I used to think time was my enemy My future wasn't looking good So worried about the things I couldn't see I couldn't see the things I could I was aging fearfully Worrying my life away When all along I should have been Thankful for every day finally made a friend of time now you could say that i'm aging gratefully Mm -hmm. aging gratefully